Hallelujah. Amen. So this morning, the birth of the Savior of all mankind. Amen. How many know Jesus was born to save all mankind? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Before I get too ahead of myself, let us take up the offering. Amen. I think I done that last time. Hey, Nick. Did Nick go downstairs? Hey, Leilani. Nick. Amen. There you go. Yeah, this one for you. Yeah. Yeah, just just wait, baby. Just wait. Hey Josh, you wanna come up here? And who wants to pray? I wanna pray. You wanna pray? Yes. Amen. 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 How many know we need to learn how to pray? Amen. 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 Y'all could go ahead. Amen. When the disciples came to Jesus, they asked Jesus, Lord, teach us to preach. Is that what he said? No. Said, Lord, teach us to pray. Amen. 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 Psalms 8, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings has he ordained strength. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You guys could just put it down. Amen. Amen. You could put it down, baby. Thank you. Thank you, baby. Amen. Thank you, Leilani. Thanks, Josh. Amen. So the birth of the Savior of all mankind. Amen. Let's let's get excited this morning. Amen. 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 Let's look at Matthew 1, verses 18 to 21. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 21. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had bethought to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. See, what happened was Mary, she got pregnant, but it wasn't by her soon to be husband, Joseph. Amen. And so you can imagine Mary, she's a model young lady. She's at all the prayer meetings. She's at all the church meetings. She's a young lady of purity. And you can imagine people is going around and saying, look at Mary. She's went out and she stepped out on Joseph. Amen. But that wasn't the case. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David. Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you this morning. Father God, Lord, let me open my mouth and speak boldly the mysteries of you, Father God, Lord. Let me proclaim your holy word, Father God, Lord. And Lord, Father God, Lord, we just thank you for coming in the flesh, Father God. Lord, for what you've done for us, Lord, Father God, let us be mindful of that this morning, Father God. And Lord, let us have ears, Father God, to hear what the Spirit of God has to say this morning, Father God, Lord, as we learn about you, Father God, Lord, as we take your yoke upon us, Father God. And Lord, as we sit at your feet, at the Master's feet this morning, Father God, Lord, we want to lift you up, Father God. We want to draw nigh to you this morning, Father God. And Lord, just um, give me an unction from the Holy One, Father God. Lord, let the words and meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O oh God, Father God, Lord Jesus. Lord, we just love you this morning, Father God. And Lord, we lift you up and we just give you all the praise, glory, and honor in your holy name, Jesus. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. You know, we're excited when people are birthed into the earth and we have every right to be. But let's just think about Jesus this morning. Amen. Amen. So Jesus came to save his people, the ones who would freely come to him out of their sins, not in their sins. Amen. There's a big difference in that, amen? So what is sin? Sin is transgression of the moral law of God, according to 1 John 3 and 4. Now, there are three kinds of laws in the Bible. First were civil laws. These were specifically given for the culture of the Israelites, which includes everything from murder to restitution and dietary restrictions. Second were ceremonial laws. It's important to to know this to see what Jesus is talking about. Amen. These were specifically given for the culture of the Israelites, which includes everything. Well, I'm sorry. Um, Second were the ceremonial laws. This literally stood for the customs of a nation. These would have included sacrifices of perfectly good animals and rejection of food sources such as pork and rabbits, these laws were specific only toward the Jews. And third are God's moral laws. These relate to justice and judgment. They are based on God's own holy nature. And such, these laws are holy, just, and unchanging. Amen. Amen. Because there's a lot of confusion with what what the laws are. Amen. What pertains to the church now. Amen. Let's look at Matthew chapter five. Verses 17 to 20. Hallelujah. This is what Jesus says. Do not think that I came to abolish the law or the prophets. I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. For I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or stroke shall pass from the law until it is accomplished. Whoever then annuls one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same, he shall be called 
the least in the kingdom of heaven, but whoever keeps and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say to you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Amen. So the civil and ceremonial laws were impersonal and cold in relation, which our God wanted to have a personal, close, intimate relation with his creation. Amen. Amen. So we have to see what laws were done away with and what laws still pertain to us now. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's look at second Corinthians three and six. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians three and six says, who also made us adequate as servants of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit for the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The law was cold, was impersonal. Amen. Hallelujah. So the scribes and the Pharisees only wanted a form of godliness, but denied the ability to live a holy, righteous and sin free life with a perfect heart towards God. Amen. Amen. They were always learning, but not able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So they wanted a religious checklist of do's and don'ts, not a purity of heart. They denied the Messiah who had come in the flesh and dwelt among them, who was full of grace and truth, and his own people received him not. Amen. Amen. You think you went through rejection? Just consider the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's look at Isaiah 53, verse 1. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This has to become personal to us this morning. Amen. Amen. It's not just enough to have the right theological definitions of things. Amen. We have to get personal with him. We have to get an experimental knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So Isaiah 53, 1 says, who has believed our report and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? So the coming of the Messiah had well been prophesied about 700 years before the birth of Christ by the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah 53 is the great prophetic chapter of the Bible concerning the coming of the Messiah. So the arm of the Lord represents God's power. Amen. How is God's power revealed in a cross? Which signifies weakness, grief, sorrow, shame, suffering, rejection and death. When one thinks of authority, a throne, not a cross, comes to mind. 
No wonder the prophet questions anyone believing his report of a suffering savior and Messiah. In Christianity, God's strength is made perfect in weakness. According to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. And the weakness of God is stronger than men. 1 Corinthians 1.25. And that's the reason the Jews still reject our Messiah. They expected him to come and establish his throne on earth. But he came in on a donkey. Amen. How many know God uses the foolish things of the world to confine the wise? Amen. And the weak things to nullify the strong. So that no flesh will glory, will boast in his presence. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So who could have believed that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself? And 2 Corinthians 2.19. Amen. This morning we have a ministry of reconciliation. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's look at um, Isaiah chapter nine, <coughs> verses six to seven. Hallelujah. How many love the word of God this morning? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I can't get enough of it. Amen. <laughs> so Isaiah chapter nine, verse six to seven, for a child will be born to us. A son will be given to us. And the government will rest on his shoulders and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it. And to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. Amen. Amen. So what does it mean that the government will rest on his shoulders? Amen. Amen. It's OK to have questions. Amen. Amen. We ought to be. We ought to become diligent students of the word of God. Amen. And God is OK with us asking questions and trying to find out God isn't just this big, mysterious being that doesn't want his creation to know him and to know his ways. Amen. Yes. Right. Hallelujah. So in the hundred and third Psalm in verse 19, he says, the Lord has prepared his throne in the heavens and his kingdom ruleth. Overall, amen? amen. Hallelujah. There is no God before him, no God beside him, and no God after him. Amen. amen. Yes. Hallelujah. We serve the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Amen. amen. The Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Amen. amen. The lover of our soul this morning. Amen. The Rose of Sharon. Amen. Our strong tower, amen? Yes. Our God of my, is a mighty fortress this morning, amen? amen. Yes. Hallelujah. He's a strong tower that the righteous run to and can be safe, amen? amen. 
keyword righteous. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. So let's look at Matthew chapter two. Verses one to six, and this will expound more on the government of God. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter two, verses one to six. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? How many know that wise men are still seeking after Jesus today? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. We got to get back to the place of worship. Amen. Amen. Where he becomes everything to us. He becomes the object of our affection. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. When Herod, the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And something to think about. You know, the only ones that didn't come looking for Jesus was the Pharisees. And these wise men came hundreds of miles. Daniel taught them which stars to look for. And they came hundreds of miles by faith to seek Jesus. But the Pharisees were literally seven miles away from where Jesus was born. Amen. We we still see that today. The religious are not seeking Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And they said unto him in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not thou the least among the princes of Judah? For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Amen. Hallelujah. So God is the moral governor of the universe. Amen. So that brings us to the most important subject in the Holy Bible, which is the atonement. Amen. Without the shed blood of Jesus Christ, there would be no remission of sins. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So there are about 15 different views of what Jesus did at the cross. And we'll eventually go over these in the new year. But the the most biblical one is the moral government view of the atonement. So it holds true to the Holy Scriptures and true to life. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So the atonement is a governmental expedient to sustain moral law without the execution of its penalty on the sinner. Of course, it must always be a difficult thing in any government to sustain the authority of law and the respect due to it without the execution of penalty. Yet God has accomplished 
it most perfectly. Amen. Hallelujah. So why did God choose this model and have to send his only begotten son that whosoever should believe on him, obey him, should not perish, but have everlasting life? Amen. So when mankind sinned, it put God into a dilemma. On one hand, God in his love wanted to maintain his moral law throughout his kingdom. This is good. This is for the good of his people. He would do this by executing the penalty upon the disobedient. This is how he would discourage people from sinning. On the other hand, God in his benevolent love wanted to pardon mankind. Pardon is a remission of the penalty. The problem with this is that it weakens the law, encourages sin, and therefore endangers his kingdom. So how could he do both? How could God do both? Amen? How could he pardon mankind by remitting their penalty without wearing his law, encouraging sin, and endangering his kingdom. It was by substituting the eternal punishment of sinners with the blood atonement of Christ. Amen. And there's a there's an analogy, there's a story I love on the moral government view by Harry Kahn, an old preacher, where he illustrates the story of Daniel. We all know who Daniel is, right? Where King Darius and you got Daniel and those men sought to destroy Daniel by making a decree for the next 30 days that you couldn't pray to any other God except to the king. So what happened was once the king of Persia, King Darius, set this in law, it was law. Not even the king himself could change it. Amen. So what the Holy Scripture say is that King Darius sought until night to find a way to pardon Daniel, but he found none. Because what would have happened if King Darius would have let Daniel go? It would have weakened the law of Persia. Amen. So what King Darius failed to do, the Lord Jesus Christ was able to do. Amen. He's still able. He's able to pardon the sinner based on their repentance, which still upholds his moral law. Amen. When you realize that, when you recognize recognize that it revolutionizes your love relationship with Jesus. Amen. What the Lord really did for us. Amen. Hallelujah. So God manifests to his people, his regard for his law. Through the atonement, even more than he would have through the penalty. The penalty can now be safely, wisely and lovingly remitted. So God pardons criminals by setting aside their punishment if they will turn away from their sin. In doing so, God promotes the well-being of his kingdom by maintaining law and order. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, here in the West, we don't know much about kingdom. Amen. We don't know how a kingdom operates, how there is one one in charge. Amen. 
Hallelujah. There's one on the throne. Amen. Hallelujah. So pardon and forgiveness cannot be brought to pass unless God's righteous obligations as moral governor can be satisfied. Nor can it happen unless man is willing to repent and embrace the conditions of mercy. God is love and prefers mercy when it is safely exercised. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There are so many false teachings out there now that when we sin, they, God doesn't see our sin. He sees the blood of Jesus. No, that's blasphemy. Amen. There's no creature that's hidden in his sight. Amen. Hallelujah. So there can be no forgiveness, no remission of sin without repentance, without turning away from all unrighteousness. Amen. Hallelujah. So the atonement of Christ enters as the greatest fact of world history. Hallelujah. It upholds God's moral government by showing forth the awful nature of sin and its just due of eternal punishment. Amen. Amen. It reveals God's inner hatred of sin and how terrifying have been the effects of sin upon the members of the Godhead and among his creation. Amen. Amen. So many people have died before their time. Go to a graveyard right now and look at the dates on those stones. Amen. Amen. And in that grave, you see people that Jesus died for. And many of them didn't turn away from their sin and to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Sin causes havoc. Amen. Sin destroys. Sin will take you a lot further than you ever expected. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Sin is terrifying. Amen. Yeah. Sin is unnatural. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. So it furnishes the crushing force to subdue the tremendous structure of human pride. Humbling man to the place where God can pour out his storehouse of blessings and tender kindness. Amen. Amen. It provides the means for man's complete transformation and affectionate motivation in the newness of life. Amen. Amen. So when we look at the cross, when we look at the birth of Jesus this morning, we see the greatness of his divine love. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's look at 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9 says, The Lord is not slow or, or slack about his promise. If some... As some count slackness, but is patient towards you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. Yes. Amen. God does not take pleasure in the death of the wicked. God does not rejoice when a sinner perishes. Amen. So the governmental view of the atonement seems to do just that. God can freely remit your sins 
when you come to him with genuine faith and genuine repentance. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So we have a part to do in this thing. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's look at Proverbs 28, verse 13. Hallelujah. Proverbs 28, verse 13. He says, he that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. Amen. So we can see the mercy of God is conditional on us confessing and forsaking our sin. Amen. As we can read in the beginning of Matthew 21, that Jesus was born to save his people from their sin, not in their sin. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So the atonement is sufficient for all men. Amen. Amen. Jesus is the savior of all men, especially of those that believe. Amen. Amen. The invitations and promises of the gospel are addressed to all men and are freely offered salvation through Christ. Amen. Amen. There's only one way that Jesus said, Amen. Amen. There's only one way to the Father, and that's Jesus. Amen. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. So let's look at Isaiah 55, verses 1 to 3 where we can see the free offer of mercy. God prefers mercy over judgment. Amen. So Isaiah 55, 1 to 3, he says, Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. Come to the living waters this morning. Amen. Amen. And you who have no money, come Buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and delight yourself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me. Listen that you may live and I will make an everlasting covenant with you according to the faithful mercies shown to David. Amen. A lot of the false teaching out there today makes God look like a tyrant, that he hated his creation, but that's not true. Amen. Each morning, his mercies are new. That's the reason it rains on the just and the unjust. Because God is patient, amen? God is calling us, amen? You know, one thing that the Lord said is, if he be lifted up, he'll draw all men unto him, which he's already been lifted up on the cross. So he's calling all men to come to him this morning, amen? Hallelujah. And how many know his commandments are not burdensome? He's not asking us to do something that we don't have the natural ability to do. Amen. Hallelujah. 
So the only thing left is for man to repent of all sin and seek the face of God in proper humbleness. Amen. We need humility back in the body of Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So man must identify himself in a commitment of faith to the sufferings of Christ for his sins. You know, he was beat beyond recognition. Amen. It's hard to even fathom what Jesus actually went through for us. Amen. Hmm. He was... He was a man of sorrows, amen? He was despised and he was rejected. Amen? How much do we need to run to him this morning, amen? How much do we need to be conformed to the image of Christ, which is the invisible God, amen? Hallelujah. So man must identify himself in a commitment of faith to the sufferings of Christ for his sins. Amen. It's not just enough to believe on him, but we must also suffer with him. Amen. Hallelujah. As the only hope of his forgiveness and spiritual restitution from a state of ruin. Amen. God then can become joyful and loving forgiveness consistent with his righteous obligations because he delights in unchanging love or loving kindness according to Micah chapter 7 verses 18 to 19. Amen. Hallelujah. And as the Moravian missionaries who sold themselves into slavery to minister unto the slaves in the Caribbean, said as they embarked from their homeland, may the lamb that was slain receive the reward of his suffering. Christ finished his work. The work is now in the hands of the Lord's church. If Messiah is to receive his full reward. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do we have any prayer requests this morning? Any testimonies? Amen. Such a glorious day. Amen. You got one, Leilani? Amen. <laughs> oh, brother Eric. Continue prayer for my wife. Just that, um, that sleep state will be returned to her. Uh, Amen. Restful sleep without any sort of help of any kind. Amen. 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 And we're still praying for that village um, where those people uh, are having a hard heart. We're receiving the gospel, correct? So, amen. So let's continue to keep them in prayer. Amen. You know, our prayers can go and do things that we can't do. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, let's just go before the throne of 
of grace this morning. Amen. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just um, thank you for sending your son, Father God, Lord. The grace that we receive this morning, Father God, Lord, from you, let it not be in vain, Father God, but let us run this race with patience, Father God, Lord. Let us keep our eyes fixated on you, Jesus, because you are the author and the finisher of our faith, Lord. Father God, and Lord, we just touch and agree with Eric this morning. Father God, that Carrie will have sweet sleep, Father God, as you said in your word, that you give sweet sleep to your saints, Father God, Lord, with no human help, Father God, no no schemes, but just you, Father God, Lord, just you coming down, Lord, and Father God, Lord, we just continue, Father God, to lift up that village, Lord, Father God, Lord, that they just receive a mighty breakthrough, Father God, Lord, we're not going to let go, Father God, until you touch these people, Father God, that you died for, Lord, that you want to see saved, Father God, Lord, and we just thank you for your loving kindness, Father God, Lord, for your your mercy, Father God, Lord, for for your blood, Father God, Lord, which never loses power, Father God, and Lord, we don't want to take it lightly. We don't want to trample on your blood, Father God. We don't want to make an open shame to you, Father God, Lord, and um, we just want to acknowledge you in our life, Father God, Lord. And we just want to lift you up, Father God, Lord. We want to draw nigh to you, Father God, Lord. We must know you, Father God, Lord. We must come to, Father God, a deeper relationship with you this morning. And Father God, we thank you for just who you are, Father God. And we're just going to celebrate your birth, Father God, Lord, for giving us a new birth, Father God, Lord. And we just give you all the praise, glory, and honor in your holy name, Jesus. Amen. Amen.